Raise your hands to heaven and worship the grace of Jesus that has blessed you. Grace that is sustaining you. Grace that is keeping you. The grace that is helping you. Let's worship him and bless his name and say, Lord, we appreciate you. Take all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. So, Father, we thank you for your grace that is available this morning. The Bible says, of his fullness, we have received grace upon grace. Let it be grace upon grace for all of us this morning. Let the world give us more grace in the name of Jesus. Help us to enjoy abundant grace in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. You can be seated. God bless you. God bless you in Jesus' name. I realized yesterday that so many people around the world, even in Oshubu, are passing through a lot. And people are fainting their anger on everywhere, everybody. And uh, the truth of the matter is that so many people are passing through troubles. And they are finding it difficult to survive and to calm down. One of the things you can do in the church is to make people relax and make them feel that they are special. Because the church today might be the only hope of survival for people. So I'd like you to stand on your feet and greet five people in a friendly way. In a way that will remember for a whole week you can shake them Look into their eyes. Show them you appreciate them. Let's do that to help ourselves this morning. Let's do it well. Let's do it with love. Let's show ourselves that we appreciate ourselves. And we are thanking God for our lives. Lord, we appreciate you. Father, we thank you for your grace. Let's greet ourselves in such a way that we're going to remember for a week. A week. A greeting that is from the heart. Greet at least five people very well. Is the student are not greeting? Student greets people very well. Stand up, greet people very well. Greet them very well. Stand up and greet people very well. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. One of the strategy for survival is that we should keep a healthy relationship relationship that will not be a burden. Try as much as possible this season not to be lonely or to carry your body alone. Keep every relationship. And relationship around you are becoming toxic. When you come to church, try as much as possible to find friends that you can shake hands with. Look into their eyes and see the goodness of God all over them. This season will be our season of new beginning in Jesus' name. Amen. And you all agree with me that in this economy, we need a new beginning. We need something that will help us. 
second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 blessed me within the week I was carrying it everywhere second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 please if you are in the congregation look up and see it don't press your phone off your phone and make sure you look at the Bible look at what the Bible says and God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have abundance for what for every good work may you have abundance this season are you saying me very well please put it on uh, amplified fashion let's look at it very well amplified fashion please Second Corinthians chapter 9 verse 8 I've meditated on this scripture carry it for a whole week okay church let's read together one two three go and God is able to make all grace every favor and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnish in abundance for every good work and charitable donation that will be a portion in jesus name a new beginning is a beginning of restful increase god is making things to work for you you are not struggling and god is making all grace comes towards you blessing is coming to you with ease that's a new beginning a new beginning is when you live a life without borrowing a new beginning is a beginning when you begin to have leftover a new beginning is a beginning where you want to do a good work and you have provision to do it a new beginning is when somebody cried there is a need and you have provision to give you are happy you never know the joy of giving until somebody is in need and you are giving that person blessing with a heart of thanksgiving you say ah i thank god that i'm not the one begging today let me give this person that's a new beginning and that is where god wants us to be and the bible says in this season god is able to make provision comes to us in abundance we need that level of grace that level of grace is what make us happy make us joyful make us relax a life of restful increase you are relaxed and at the same time you are making progress you are making provision god is blessing you so you smile to everybody because this season for Nigerians is a season of famine. Many people are growing. Carry 50,000 in your hand. Before you know what is happening, 50,000 has disappeared. Almost everything is increasing. Almost everything. And people will be telling you, don't you hear that they have increased this? Don't you hear they have increased that? Don't you hear they have increased that? Things are getting tighter everywhere. My lecturers at the Grace College, they came to me, they said, Sir, everything is increasing. Even parents are asking, How much are you increasing the school fees? I said, Is it right for us to increase now when everybody is feeling bad about the economy? I said, Wait. 
is it the best thing for us to do or we should increase our capacity to have more students will it be the best time for us to also increase because everybody is increasing God is able to make all grace flow towards you so that you have everything in abundance that is grace for new beginning and we have to enter that season what does it take to have grace for new beginning you have to put God in your thoughts or put the word of God in your thoughts wherever you go that is the only thing that can create new beginning for you this season wherever you go make sure you are thinking about the word of God not about the economy because the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7 that as a man thinketh in his heart so is it if I'm constantly thinking about this verse I'm thinking about the goodness of God I'm thinking about the word of God I will attract new things into my life if I'm constantly thinking about Nigeria I'm constantly thinking about farming I'm constantly thinking about problem I will attract all manner of things that I don't like it is what you are thinking about most of the time that you attract into your life God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we think or ask of him and this one say God is able to make all grace flow towards you in abundance so you keep thinking what I cannot do God can do it what I cannot make God can make it what looks impossible to me God can do it when you put the word of God into your thought life your life begins to produce new things all the time because the word of God is what produces new things not the economy not what you are going through what produces new things is the word of God you have to put the word of God in your heart Matthew chapter 12 verse 35 he said a good man out of what? out of the treasure of his heart what does he do? bring it forth good things a good man so once your heart is constantly on good things you'll be bringing forth good thoughts good blessing good man out of the good treasures of his heart so your heart must be filled with good treasures good treasure philippians chapter 4 verse 8 he said is there anything that is pure is there anything that is perfect is there anything that is of good report is there anything that is noble there's only one thing that can be described to have all this quality that is the word of god he said think on these things look at what he says finally brethren whatever things are true whatever things are noble whatever things are just whatever things are pure whatever things are lovely whatever things are of good report if there's any virtue if there's anything praiseworthy meditate the only thing that have all this quality in one is god's word there's nothing that can be perfect true praiseworthy noble in all these things what god is saying here is that you should put your thoughts in his word when you put your thoughts in his word your heart will naturally give back to good things 
you will behave well without knowing you will do good work without knowing your life will be different without knowing and people will asking you why is your life different is because you have put his word into your thoughts that was the same formula god gave joshua in joshua 1 verse 8 this word must not depart from your meditation you must be thinking on it day and night that is how to make your way prosperous and you are going to have good success what is it thinking on the word all the time thinking on the good word of god feeling you are you are just thinking or not god is able to do it you don't know how the money will come but god is able to make all favor all connection come to me that is what you are thinking and as you are thinking on it answer comes your way i think within this week on tuesday my wife called me and said don't you know we need a sociology lecturer it is not good that there's only one lecturer that is teaching this course no we need somebody to come i say are you sure we need it he said even if it's a copper that's really sociology we need to ask that we need somebody in this area i said okay and i came downstairs and a copper walking he said i read sociology from a nasarawa state university or something federal one university i want to serve here i said are you a christian he said i'm born again i'm even representing the copper in the copper's fellowship i said i thought you people are muslim he said no not like that oh. they are just presenting the world that there are so many muslims in the north there are so many of other firebrand that are born again and he said please take me i said go upstairs if our mommy just talk about you we need somebody in that particular faith she was just talking about it and the person walking whatever may be your need this week as we are thinking about it provision will come your way this season you will not lack provision be it money be it connection be it help may the lord make them available to you this week in the name of jesus when you meditate on the word you are renewing your mind purging them of evil thoughts romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 i beseech you brethren by the message of god that you present your body a holy sacrifice talking about your physical body he said that is your reasonable service and be renewed in your thinking be renewed don't be thinking the same thing that make life difficult i beseech you therefore brethren by the mercies of god that you present your bodies a living sacrifice holy acceptable to god which is your reasonable service and what does he say verse 2 put on verse 2 and be not conformed to this word be ye but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that which is acceptable and perfect will of god that you may produce the will of god in your life easily when your mind is constantly thinking on the word you produce perfect will of god easily you leave heaven on the heart you leave heaven on the heart this happen on heaven's plane because your mind is renewed so it's producing after his kind it's produced after his kind a good man produces food after his kind and you are the good man a righteous man fill his thoughts with god's word god's word dominate his thoughts 
and his life reflect God's goodness. John chapter 1, verse 3. John chapter 1, verse 3. What does John chapter 1, verse 3 say? Put on John chapter 1, verse 3. All things were made through him. He was talking about the word. And their words, and without him was not anything made that was made. So what I do is that I want to produce new thing. I put his thought in my heart. And all things that I want will begin to come to pass in my I want a life of abundance. I want a life of sufficiency. I want a life of peace. I want a life of health. So I keep focusing my thoughts on what I want, not what I don't have. Not my problem. I keep thinking about what God can do, his promises and his love, his goodness and his favor. And because I keep thinking about it, my thought begins to align itself with what God has said. And naturally, all those things, I begin to attract them easily. Favor come easily. Alert come easily. Connection come easily. Favor come easily. Because those are what are predominant in my, my thoughts. Put your thoughts in God's word. When you put your thoughts in God's word, you will discover you produce things that are noble, that are acceptable, that are good, that are blessed. Stop thinking Jankara thoughts. Stop thinking problematic thoughts. What you think most of the time is what you are going to attract into your life. Don't let evil thoughts dwell in your heart. Don't let evil... This is one of the reasons why I don't like Yoruba movie. Because they always portray evil things and charms. They tend to exaggerate the power of the darkness. That's what they do. But thank God there are some movies now. They talk about relationship and love. They talk about good things that you about life. How you find love. Are you, that's, those things are better than things that begin to fill your mind with charms and weapons of the enemy, exaggerating the power of darkness. When those things abide in your heart, they will put fear in your life. You will attract unnecessarily attack from small, small demons. You will sleep, you will not be able to sleep. Your body will be sick. Look at it again. Psalm chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. Psalm chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law, means his word, he meditates day and night. What happened to him? Verse 3. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. What he think about determines his locations on the hearts. What you are constantly thinking about, determine what happens to you when your delight is on the things of God, on the word of God, it will affect your location. And your location will affect your location. It will determine your fruitfulness. His delight is in the word of God. And it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in the season. Whose leaf also shine not wither. 
under that circumstances, whatever you lay your hand upon shall prosper. The background of the blessing is where you put your thought life. Your thought life determines your actual life. It determines your actual life. What you are thinking about most of the time. If you don't know how do I think about the word of God, just get a promise from God's word and fill your mind with it. Carry it. In your, write it with your own Bible. Put it in your pocket. And begin to say, God says he's able to make all provision, all connection available to me. God says he can do it. How God will do it, you don't know it. But God says he's able to do it. And because he's the one that says he's able to do it, he will do it. You attract those things without knowing. Okay, let's read Luke chapter 1 verse 38. Maybe I'll move to the next one. Mary said, I don't understand what you are saying, but let it be unto me according to your word. Then Mary said, Behold, thy may servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. The power of the Holy Ghost will overshadow you. The power of the Almighty will come upon you. The seed you are going to be pregnant with will be the seed of the Holy Ghost. This is not of you. It's of God. God is going to do it. He said, well, I'm the servant of the Lord. Let it be unto me according to his word. And Mary kept that word in, in her heart. And the word he kept in her heart became flesh. Became pregnancy. <laughs> What can produce results? The word that you keep in your heart can produce results. Don't think it's a bit ordinary word. It's not ordinary word though. It's the word that gives back to things. No wonder Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3 says God has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Everything is in his word. All things that pertains to life as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness to another of him who call us by glory and virtue. All things are yours. All things. When you get home, forget about the food you don't have. Just begin to think about the promise of God. Meditate on them. You'll be surprised that the door of mercy will open. And blessing will come into your life. You'll be surprised. The job you are thinking about, they will call you for it. That's how it happens. Oh, I wish I get a new race. Then promotion will come. Oh, I wish this thing can get better. Then a call will come. I wish God can fulfill this promise in my life. Then bless your God will enter. Whatever it is that you are bothered about, before the end of this day, the Lord will set to it for you. Amen. Number one way to give back to new things is to put the word of God into your thoughts. Number two way to give back to new things and new beginning is by asking God for help. I've explained this thing several times to you. If you don't ask for help in time of trouble, you are proud though. In fact, most of the poor people are proud people. What keep people poor is pride. It's not pride from their family. It's pride that I cannot ask for help. What you don't ask for, you cannot get. 
the easiest way to be qualified for blessing in the kingdom is by asking Matthew 7 7 ask it shall be given to you is there anyone that asks that we not get is there anyone that knock that door will not be open is there anyone you have to ask and you have to ask with faith with expectation ask it will be given to you seek and you will find knock and shall be open to you continue let's read tonight quickly look at what the bible says put, put away it. for everyone who asks receive and we must be taught how to receive in church the number one way to receive help in church is by asking you need to ask at times i push people to ask I put, why are you not asking go and ask don't you notice somebody in the church don't you notice this person ask him for help ask see stand up look at this thing together for everyone who has received and he who seek find and to him who knock it will be open put on verse 9 or what man is there among you if his son asks for bread and we give him a stone verse 10 from verse 10 or if he asks for a fish and we give him a serpent verse 11 if you then being evil know how to give good gift unto your children how much more shall your father which is in heaven give good things to them that has came please sit down please stop all this shakara if you need help go plain i need help i'm the one that is sponsoring myself i need help ask god and when opportunity come they say you should ask human being ask human being you know the show for body after you pass or you make all your degree the degree become your own. Please sit down. Don't do shakara without money. The easiest way to be blessed in God's kingdom is by asking for help. Asking for help. Blind Bartimaeus asked Jesus, Son of David, be kind to me. Son of David, be kind to me. Son of David, be kind to me. Jesus entered Jericho, was living in Jericho nothing was recorded that jesus did in jericho except the man when jesus was passing there are so many of us that are so close with great people yet because of pride we don't even ask there may be people here in this church oh, that need job maybe they're even living from their hand to mouth but they will never ask they say they will think that i'm looking for a job what is wrong if they think that you and so what who cares what people think what matters to you is asking one of my friend young, younger brother because we have a way of uh, devaluing or not appreciating blessing that's around us and people know how to exploit us when we don't know the value of things that we have around us was always coming to me then when I just came to Shubu, asking for brother Amos, what can you do for me? Brother Amos, what can you do for me? Is there any contract that you can give me? Is there any way I can? I know how to do contract. Oh. I know how to, I say, you need contracts. I am not the boss of Lavteco. Neither am I the register. I don't have contract. In the, they post me here. I can't give contracts. 
one day came to my office. He said, Remus, I know what I'm going to do. I said, what are you going to do? He said, I will go to my state pastor who I read him then. I will tell him, employ me now as full-time. He was always a part-time pastor. Do well. Was very low. He said, employ me as full-time. I said, what will your brother say? Because I know your brother's thoughts towards redeem then. He must have changed his opinion now. I not, he said, I don't care. Will he feed my wife? Will he feed my wife? Will I be begging for money all the time to feed my family? I'll go to the man now and tell him I'm available. In those days, it was easy. I don't know what to do now. In those days, if you go, ah, I want to be a pastor. If you have been doing part-time, oh yeah, take me full-time. Of course, the condition will change. If you accept responsibility to be a full-time, you'll be more committed more than so many people that are doing it part-time. When they call meeting, you must be the first person to be there. You sit in front of the room. If they want to punish uh, latecomer, it is you they will punish first. They can ask you to carry your Bible on your head and be walking with your knee from back to the front. He said, that's what I'm going to do. That is the easiest way for me to get out of this begging. Things were not as hard like this. Oh. I'm talking about 2002, 2000. It was as hard as this. I said, okay, may the Lord go with you. He went. He said, Woman by me. I said, Mug boy. He said, Could I want to go to the family? National. Want to many letter? I said, Brother Amos, this is my job now. And he started doing the work. Started doing the work. Before long, that same man recommended for assistant provincial pastor. The assistant. The person was doing assistant to recommended him for the way provincial pastor. Before you know what is happening, opposite Adelia bought a land, built a house. His wife resigned, joined him, and he's doing very well. Please sit down. He asked, You are now saying, Who will notice you? You don't ask for what you need. Ask, it shall be given to you. If you men be evil, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father? Listen, never give good gifts to everyone that need it. No, to everyone that ask him. Asking him is a point that give back to new things. If it does not matter to you, it doesn't matter to God. But if it matters to you, for you to ask him, it matters to God. It matters to God. Asking is number two things that give back to new things. Luke chapter 15, verse 17 to 18. When the prodigal boy came to his senses, he said, how many higher servants in my father's house are handing more money than me and they have left over? I will go to him. Even if I've offended him, I will tell him I'm sorry. I'm not worthy to be called your son. Now make me a servant, a worker. I want to work under you and be paid better than what I'm doing. And when his father saw him from afar off, his father had compassion on him. His father embraced him. His father restored him as a son, not even a servant. And his father killed the father car for him. The elder brother was serving. 
and was saying, you never gave me. And the father said, you never ask. You never ask. What is my offense? It is good that we celebrate a man that is asking for help than a man that is just watching. Jesus said, it you have asked for nothing. This is Tinubu's time. You need to ask for help. This is time of asking. You are waking up in the morning. Lord, I need your help. Lord, I need provision. I need supply. I need connection. I need more job. I need more favor. I need more open door. I want your help to come to me. Because if you don't ask, and at times, you know, we face stylists. Oh, what I want to ask is too big. You just ask. God know how to organize favor your way. Ask anyway. Ask. Ask. Put it down. Put it on God. Put it on his bill. You can never feel embarrassed. Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 3. This is what makes asking very easy. He said, the Lord says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Most of us feel that we are distant to God. God is not our relation. So even when you walk away in the morning, you just take your bath, brush your teeth, and dash out. You do not you ask him for anything. Ah. You don't ask him for Johnny Mercy. You don't ask him for help. You just say, they don't do things like that. God rules in the affairs of men. You are saying, Lord, today, let it be good. Oh. That is a prayer. Make this journey successful. You pray a prayer. Talk to God about what you need. The Lord has appeared of old to me saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. God is always drawing you to himself so that you come to a place of asking. Come to a place of asking. Come to a place. And do you know at times when blessing is even going on in a general place like this, a church, it's only good to a heart that is asking. It doesn't go to people that are not asking. He said, come to me, you that are thirsty. Thirstiness is a form of asking. You actually need something. One of the reasons why people are not blessed in the church, they come to church without expecting any blessing. They come to church without asking anything. Must come to church with expectations of blessings. God has promised to do me good. God is going to answer my prayer. I'm going to have an encounter today. God is going to do something new in my life. You are coming to God with the mindset that, oh God, we perfect all that concerns me. And you are constantly asking him for help. Because you need help. You need help. I need help. You too need help. We all need help. Unto him shall all flesh come. So you must ask. Especially when he's drawing us closer with the mindset that he loves us, not that he hates us. Hebrew chapter 4 verse 15 and 16. Look at Hebrew chapter 4 verse 15 and 16 says, For we do not have an high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses or our infirmities. He know where the shoe is paining you. We don't have an high priest who can now sympathize with our background. People don't know my story. He knows your story. Inside doubts. He knows how you are feeling. Inside doubts. He knows the pains that you are hiding. Inside doubts. He's your maker. He knows your frame. He knows your weaknesses. He knows what you have been struggling with all this while. 
God knows. He knows. He knows everything. For we have not an high priest. We cannot sympathize with, with the feeling of what? Of our infirmity. But we in all point tempted as we are. He has passed through yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let us come with the mindset that the throne that we are approaching is a throne of grace. A throne of supply. A, a throne of supply. Grace means constant supply at all times. Let us ask for more. More blessing. More help. More favor. More connection. More open door. Don't get tired of asking. Because God gives generously without reproof. John chapter 4 verse 13 and 15. Jesus met a woman and Jesus said to the woman in John chapter 4 verse 13, Jesus answered and said to her, whosoever drink of this water will thirst again. What you are going through is a thirsty period, a thirsty time, a perilous time when you are walking without results. As you continue to go through this, Jesus said, you can never be fulfilled. The road that you are taking is a hard road. It's not a restful road. It's not a good road. Jesus is trying to pull this one back from a season of labor to a season of rest. Look at what he said. Jesus said to her, whoever drink of this water will thirst again. Verse 14. We are going to 15. Look at verse 14. Quickly, verse 14. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But what happened? The water that I shall give him shall be him a well of water springing up unto everlasting life. One is better. There is one that you go and fetch and finish and go and fetch and finish. There is one that you have the well, the borehole in your stomach. Anytime you are thirsty, you just move me direct. Direct supply. And look at what happened. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw restful blessing, restful increase. Somebody say restful blessing. Say restful increase. Say restful blessing. Say restful increase. Say restful blessing. Restful increase. Say restful blessing. Restful increase. That is your portion this season in Jesus' name. That's what God is saying. I want to give you something that will give you rest of mind. If you keep doing gra gra gra, you fetch water, it's finished. You come back, you fetch water, gra gra, you come back, you fetch water. He said, Look, I'm going to put a borehole in your tummy. I put it in your tummy. When you need water, you just tap. Ah, the one said, In your better hand to better. Sir, give me this water that I thirst no more, nor come here to fetch. I want to carry bowl. They just say, okay, we'll do it. One more thing. One more thing, we'll do it. Go and call your husband. Because this blessing is beyond your expectation. It's beyond you. And the woman said, sir, I have no husband. Jesus said, you are right. You are right because 
you move into a man's house without marriage there is no agreement you have tried this five times none of them has legally married you you don't have a right to that seat that you are in in that you are correct because the man you are living with you are not married to him and i want to tell you this morning there are so many women ladies living with a man without marriage thinking that by doing that they will be fulfilled jesus said you can't be fulfilled that way can't be fulfilled you are sleeping with a man that's not legally your husband that's what jesus said in that you are right say sir 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 i perceive you are a prophet that is the issue jesus said don't worry i'm going to fix that problem because you want the living water and what is the next thing that guarantee you giving birth to a meeting is by putting on Christ's righteousness. Put on Christ's righteousness. Jesus wanted to feast a gift because gift also killed. I know so many people are feeling the pain of the economy, but more than the pain of the economy, some people are carrying over guilty conscience that can destroy them. Some people are remembering what they have done 20 years ago and it's hurting them bad. Some people are also remembering the mistakes that they made some years back that they cover and it's hurting them bad. Jesus came to clothe the naked people and to take away guilty conscience so that you can live abundant life. The only way to be closer to God, where there is provision, is to be right with God. That is Goshen. The place of nearness. The only way to be right with God is to put on the robe of righteousness. That is where new things are given birth to. That is where you are at ease. You are pleased with God. Because as I'm talking to you now, there are some people, if God appeared this way, they will run out this way. No, because they have not heard that God is good. They have thought that anywhere God appears, He will expose their sins. They will feel uncomfortable. So they say, ah, that Jesus is too holy. I don't want him. But Jesus came to give you his righteousness in the place of your sin. So that you can feel confident in coming back to him. John chapter 10 verse 10. I have come so that they may have life. And have life abundantly. Life abundant has to do with a life of righteousness in Christ. Righteousness, consciousness, putting on the garment of righteousness. Make you free and happy. It washes away guilty conscience. Look at the story of Judas Iscariot. I was talking to you in the morning. Judas Iscariot said, I don't like this Jesus. Give me 30 pieces of sliver 
and I'm going to betray him. I don't care what happens to him. That was the way he was feeling that time because he thought Jesus was doing something to him. He doesn't like. He doesn't like his style anymore. I want to betray him. And he did not even negotiate the price. 30 pieces of silver. I say, ah, that is too much. That is the value of Jesus to Judas Iscariot. He took the money and betrayed Jesus with a kiss. And they arrested Jesus. But not long after that, he has not even finished the money. He has not finished the money. He just remember, ah, what have I done? Inside his heart, he repented at that time. The Bible says he did not repent and say, eh, let's kill him he felt so bad that he did not spend one sliver out of that money took the money back and said I have done evil to an innocent man that was the last word we heard from Judas Iscariot in the Bible and said please take the money I'm feeling bad and guilty what I've done is bad they say we don't care. You have sold him. We have paid you. Carry your money. The Bible says he threw the money at them, left the place, and hanged himself. As he was going to hang himself, Jesus also went on his way to the cross. He does not need to hang himself. He only needs to repent and accept the righteousness of Jesus. don't need to commit suicide you don't need to feel nobody understanding you all you have to do is to throw your sin at him and take his righteousness so that you can be at peace nobody will understand you but jesus that died for you understand you the bible says so that whosoever believe in him you believe what jesus has done you believe the cross you believe the payment of your sin should not perish but have everlasting life John 3.16 Jesus righteousness is what guarantees everlasting life and a life of peace somebody say I've always known you to be stupid say that is why I gave my life to Christ because I've been stupid ever since I was born don't you know you don't do this that you don't do that right you don't say Jesus righteousness is my righteousness Romans chapter 5 verse 17 those who receive abundant of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life the easiest way to reign and to give back to things is to receive the righteousness of Christ as your rope that's number two three things that give back to new things in your life Christ's righteousness you can't be self-righteousness because all our righteousness they are feeling right before him Isaiah 64 verse 6 Genesis chapter 27 verse 27 the father smell his raiment and bless him he was putting on the raiment of his brother an exchange the father Genesis 27 27 and he came near and kissed him and smelled the smell of his clothing the father is still looking for the smell of Jesus on you, the righteous of Jesus to bless you. When he smell his clothing, he bless him and says, Surely 
the smell of my son is like the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. What was the smell of his son? The smell of the clothing of Saul, not the smell of Jacob. What makes God bless you is the smell of the righteousness of Jesus, not your personal righteousness. He said, Therefore, may God give you blessings from above. May the Lord give you blessings from the deep. May your brother serve you. May you be above only. He said, I have given him everything because of the smell of the clothing of Esau. The smell of the clothing of Jesus of righteousness. We attract blessing to you easily. You will give back to Newton. When you go with your clothing, he will reject you. And so many people are going to God with vivid garments. Zechariah chapter 3 verse 4. And I saw Joshua the high priest standing before God with dirty clothes. He refused to wear the clothes of righteousness. He was wearing his own clothes. And the angel said, take the garment, that evil garment. Then he answered and spoke to those who stood before him saying, take away the filthy garment from him. And to him he said, see, I have removed your iniquity from you and I will clothe you with rich robe, with the robe of righteousness. When you are clothed with the cloth of righteousness, you will enjoy supernatural blessing at ease. That righteousness is not your own. That righteousness is the righteousness of Christ. When they put it on you, you have entered a season of celebration. You will sleep well like a baby. You will wake well without feeling guilty or feeling pressed to impress somebody struggling to be the best because that is not what God has designed for you. God has designed a life of ease and peace for you. You'll be at peace with yourself. You'll be at peace with others. You will know it is by the righteousness of Christ that you stand. Galatians chapter 2 verse 16. Galatians chapter 2 verse 16. Look at what Galatians chapter 2 verse 16 says. Put it there. Galatians 2 16. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. If we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. Your work can never guarantee new beginning. The work of the Lord. What attracts you beginning is the righteousness of Christ. So you are going to the office with righteousness consciousness. You are putting all the clothes of righteousness, and all the blessing of the righteous will come to you. No evil will before the righteous. The Lord will surround the righteous with favor. Psalm 5, verse 12. The Lord will bless the righteous, and with favor, He will surround him like a seed because you are conscious that you are righteous in Christ. You are not claiming your your own righteousness. Very important. Very, very important. Very important. Put on the cloth of righteousness and you enjoy the blessing of God without hindrance. Isaiah 54 verse 17. No weapon. This is one of the prayers I love to pray for people when they are sick or something is happening to them. I say, look at Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. What happened again? Every tongue which rises against you, what will happen? 
I can't hear you. Every tongue which rises against you shall what? You shall condemn. How do you condemn a tongue against you if you don't feel righteous? You can't stand against every tongue that rises up against you. And at times, tongues against you can be many and they can kill you. They can kill you. I'm telling you. When I was reading the history of the pastor that died last week, they said one of the things that killed him was the comment of people against him. People don't care when they type. People can even curse you when they are typing. People that don't understand your pain, your trouble, they can say anything to you. They don't care. The social media is not friendly. People are careless with words. And they read those things. And they poison it out. They say it weighs him down more than he's lost. And he could not recover. Do you know there are some successful people that are not even on social media? They will tell you I don't have Facebook. Because of comments. Negative comments from people. Negative comments. Back, 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 back. They have taken their something. And we enjoy reading all those negative comments. They type evil against him. And tragedy keep coming after tragedy, tragedy after tragedy, until he himself died. He was overwhelmed. And I believe what that writer said. Because in one of the tapes that I saw him preaching, he said, you say, I don't pray. I prayed. There's prayer chain that is constantly praying for us. We pray. He said, why don't you call the elder? He said, I called the elder. They came to our house. Uh, maybe you don't do best uh, hospital. He said, we travel to UK, travel to US. We did everything. But you know, that won't stop people from typing what they want to type. Say anything, they will still type it. You can't justify yourself for anybody. Every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. You condemn because you know you are wearing the righteous robe of Christ. And you pluck your ear to every negative thing against your life. So that you can be peaceful. That's the way to live. That's the way to live. You can't live a peaceful life if you don't pluck your ear and just be happy for yourself. can't live a peaceful life. If you carry something up, people will abuse you. Why are you carrying it up? If you put it down, they will abuse you. There is nothing you do exactly that will not offend somebody at a particular point in time. That's the truth about life. That's the truth. Every tongue that rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the inheritance of the servant of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me. God say, Some pastors, do you know they are using blood put feku? Somebody say, you think I'm stupid? You think I'm stupid? I will be walking in Nigeria without bulletproof. I'm not stupid, though. Say, you know, if they tell you I'm stupid, I'm not stupid. I will use everything to protect myself and my family. I don't care what you say. And when they try him, seven policemen died. He's still surviving. 
The day he bought the play proof, I hope you know how much they are selling play proof. Jeep. Around 100 million. That's a lot of money. He bought it. And God helped him. The day they paid 50 million on him to be killed, the blood proof saved him and his family. We'll have been singing, Afe Kula. <laughs> but when he was using the money to buy that car, oh, why don't you sell this car and give the money to the poor? He said, ah, the poor you have always. Me, I don't want to die cheaply. This is the inheritance of the servant of God. Righteousness is your inheritance. You must put it on at all time. It's a coat of defense. Put it on at all time. Once you believe in what Jesus has done, put on your ring cope. Put on the righteousness of Jesus. Don't give room for the devil to attack you, attack your conscience. Why? Romans chapter 6 verse 14. Sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not, can never be under the law. You are under the righteousness of Christ. That is why I have peace. Once you enter that realm, you have peace like a river. Nothing moves you. Nothing. Nothing moves you. You just can't wait. Nothing moves you. Look at Isaiah 54 verse 14. Isaiah 54 verse 14. Put it there. Let's see Isaiah 54 verse 14. Isaiah 54 verse 14. Isaiah 54. In righteousness you shall be established. Banco. And you shall be far from oppression. For they will not come near you. I pray for you this morning. No oppression will come near you. No attack will come near you. What is the operating word? Put on the righteousness of Jesus and you'll be far from attack. In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression. For you shall not fear. You shall not fear. You will be bold. The righteous be as bold as a lion. When I'm established in righteousness, I am peaceful. I know God can never leave me. I know no arrow form against me can prosper. I am happy. I am blessed. And I'm bold. When you are establishing God's righteousness, you are bold. Very bold at all times. Very bold. Very bold. You need boldness to be blessed. You need the righteousness of Christ to be blessed. You need boldness to withstand the rumors of war. What people are saying, what people are not saying. You must be bold. You need a lion heart to have a lion share. You cannot be the one people are envying and they will not talk against you. They will talk against you. They will talk for you. It doesn't matter. In righteousness, you shall be established. And you are going to be far from attack. For you shall not fear. And from terror, for it shall not come near you. When you are established in righteousness, you will be far from oppression. You will never be afraid. That's why I said, if something you don't like happen, you should be asking yourself, why did it happen? Because you are not living in fear. Your house will be like a garden. Your home will be peaceful. Because you are not afraid. What will happen tomorrow? What of if? What of if? What of if? What of if? 
things begin. Are you Rebecca now? Hey, something can happen. So you will not be afraid of all those things. What is making people to be afraid? You will not be afraid of it. You will be relaxed. The path of the just is like what? Shines ever brighter until that perfect day. So you will never have a better yesterday. Every new day will be a plus. You are forever on the upward review. You are moving up and you will never go down. Because that is a part of the just. We have just had one good news concerning you. Tomorrow we are going to hear another good news. Because that's what happened in the tabernacle of the righteous. The righteous share testimony at all times. What has the Lord wrought? God does not find iniquity in Israel. God does not find iniquity in Jacob. Every day for them is a day of testimony. From testimony to testimony, that will be your person in Jesus' name. But you must be established in righteousness. You must be established in what? In righteousness. Second Corinthians 5.21 and we are going to round up. Three things that give back to, to new things. New season in your life. New thing. New season in your life. For he made him he made him who knew no sin to be seen for us so that we might become what? Who are you today? Say loud and clear. Let your limbo be jealous. Okay, turn to somebody say, I'm righteous in Christ. I put on the robe of righteousness. Wherever I go, it is my celebration time. It is my favorite time. It's a season of new beginning. It's a season of joy. I'll be far from oppression. I'll be far from terror. I will not be afraid because I'm established in his righteousness. I will have restful increase all the days of my life in the name of Jesus. Whatever represents your fear today, the Lord will remove them. The Lord will answer your prayers. Some of you are thinking, how do I cope? The Lord will teach you how to cope. The Lord will help you to survive. The Lord will help you to be blessed. You will not be frustrated. This season for you will be a season of renewed release. New blessing. New open door. In the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord will protect you in your going out. He will protect you in your coming in. You'll be far from oppression. Rise up on your feet. He says, I'm going to bless the righteous. I will surround him like a shield. Say with me, I put on my robe of righteousness. It's my celebration time. It's my season for new blessing. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am righteous in Christ. All the blessing of the righteous, they are mine. They are mine. They are mine. Go ahead and pray like a righteous man. God is able to make all grace flow towards me. All blessings are flowing towards me. I enjoy answer prayer. Because the prayer of the righteous man affiliate much. My prayer have results. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Go ahead, go ahead and pray and pray and pray. I will have results. I will have results in life. In the name of Jesus. He will surround my life with favor. Because I'm blessed. 
with the gift of righteousness the gift of righteousness we give back to newton in my life in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of jesus go ahead and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray thank god for the rope of righteousness go ahead and pray and say lord i thank you i'm putting all the rope of righteousness in the name of jesus in the name of jesus are you praying at all i put on the rope of righteousness i'm righteous in christ i am righteous in christ i am righteous in christ in jesus name we have prayed everybody look up to me i had god saying to me put the best rope on him i had god so i was preparing this sermon praying the lord what give back to new beginning he said put the best rope on him he was talking about the prodigal boy put it on him he said without the rope of righteousness there is no celebration put it on him i know you feel unworthy because he put it on him i died so that he can enjoy my righteousness as a gift look if you don't understand the mystery of the righteousness of christ you have not started as a christian you will struggle you'll be looking for all the baba about to pray for you you'll be under prophet i don't it's not my problem now your problem be that because i keep teaching you that christ's righteousness make you a favorable child of god christ's righteousness make you a favorable child of god you can pray what i pray you can sleep the peace you can enjoy money you can enjoy idea you can enjoy blessing once you believe that you are righteous by faith and not by work all the blessing of the righteous belongs to you years back years back oh, i took my small throat after sale to isuka with my family and i went to a mechanic workshop so they will change the oil. And one man of God saw me and said, one man of God I respect. You know, I school in UNN. He's the one that normally come to preach to us all the time. And he looked at my car and said, Brother Amos, did you carry this car from your place? I said, yes. He said, did you look at the tires? I said, what is wrong with it? In those days, you used old Tokumbo tires. Not now that maybe many of us can buy new tires without even feeling it. You don't feel it. But then you just look for pass, pass, borrow, Things were hard then. So he looked at my tire. He said, this is how the devil kill young men of God like you. How can you drive like this? His word enter my heart. You know, there's a word that will enter your heart. So I got back to the room. I said, ah! Kilometer headache dinner. It's true. Anything can happen. And the Lord revived me to Proverbs chapter 12 verse 21. Put it there. You are going to use it to pray. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 21. If you don't pray this prayer, you'll be moved with that. Proverbs 12, 21 says, what does he say? Are you there? Multimedia. Proverbs 12, 21. No great trouble will overtake the righteous, but the wicked shall be filled with evil. Amen. Another person says, no evil shall happen to the righteous. Say to yourself, no evil. No evil. I can't hear you will happen to me this season in the name of jesus don't let another person pray your own prayer for you no evil will happen to me
because I'm righteous in Christ. No bad news will come from me. No evil will happen to me. God gave me this prayer. I used to pray. No trouble, no evil will happen to me. All the blessings of the righteous are mine. Testimony will come from my life. I will not share a sorry story. No evil will come to me. The blessing of the Lord make a man rich and does not have sorrow to it. No accident on my path. No disaster on my path. No motorbike accident on my path. No attack on my path. No evil story. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. No evil will happen to me. It doesn't matter how many people are expecting evil concerning me. No evil will happen to the righteous. No evil will happen to me. No evil will happen to me. No evil will happen to me. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayer. When new things want to take place in your life, there will be condemnation. But the Bible says you are going to use your mouth to condemn it. No good people formed against you shall prosper. Do you say amen to that? Amen. Do you say amen to that? Amen. He said, I'm the one that make instrument for war. I'm the one that created the destroyer. He said, there is no weapon form against you that will prosper. He gave me this verse also some years back. I told them in the church at higher ground that every instrument they used to attack, God is the one that created the raw materials. When you formulate it together and you point it to me, it will not work. It will not work. I was younger. I preached this so much with audacity and confidence. Engineer Dede was attending the church for the first time. That was what I preached. He said, and God said to him, follow him. That's the man that will help you. Two days after I preached that message, I was attacked by arm robber. I say, no weapon form against me shall prosper. No weapon that anybody formulated against your life shall prosper. No, no weapon that the devil concord together against you shall prosper. Now said, every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you will condemn because you have righteousness in Christ. Raise your hands to heaven. I have righteousness in Christ as a gift. Every negative judgment against me, I can use your mouth now. Every negative judgment against my life, against my wife, against my children, every poisonous tongue against me, every bad writings against me, I condemn you. I nullify it in the name of Jesus. Every negative word against my life, I condemn it. I nullify it. Don't be merciful. Don't be merciful. Open your mouth. Condemn every negative word. Somebody said you can never do well. You can never prosper. You can never make it. And you are crying. Don't cry. Condemn it. Every negative word that you will not have saving, you will not make it. Every negative word against my life, I condemn you in the name of Jesus. I carry the righteousness of Christ. I am not poor. I am blessed. I will do well in the name of Jesus. 
In Jesus' mighty name, we are free. Open your eyes. Don't be merciful. You see, what I've discovered is that any time the devil wants to attack you, it's not merciful. Ah, you don't know them. Any time they want to attack you, they will finish you with word. But don't keep quiet. Condemn it. Reject it. Verbalize it. He said, because you have my righteousness. What God is saying, you have my backing. Stand on my righteousness and condemn every negative word against you. Stand against it. Be bold. Just, uh, uh, I don't know what they will say. Let them say whatever they want to say. Condemn every... Somebody said, don't you know you can never do well? They say, I'm doing well. And we surprise you, we see it. God is blessing me. I'm not going down, I'm going up. Oh, beauty, glorious. I'm doing well. When my guardian, the one that trained me in secondary school died, the wife, the widow, called me. Don't you hear, Baba Kuni? I say, ah, I heard. I'm on my way. Now, now, now. Now. I saw from my office. I said, well, let's go. And we move. Because I don't know the house. I called my sister. And we move into the house. And they say, ah, this is your face. This is how you are. And my sister said, as you are seeing him, he's very, very busy. Say, Bolotua. He says, coming from Oshoko. And you are here now. Say, yes, I have to come. He said, whatever you want from him, say it now. Because he's a very busy man. And I was happy. I was happy inside me. That he can be saying, ah, he's very busy. He's a special person. And my sister told me. There are some people that are begging them to say working. They say ma wa. Joko si bi to wa. I say why is that? Say because they know to ba wa wa na wo wo kofu. You not be that kind of a person. He say if they are begging you to come, it's because they know that God has blessed you. Every negative word against you, may the Lord erase it. I told my wife, I felt good. I felt very good. I didn't prepare that I was going, but you know me. I'm always well-dressed. You know me now. You know me. I'm not a fool. I know anything can happen at any time. Governor can come to this office tomorrow. So I must be prepared. So I was well-prepared. And they look at me from head to toe. They say, ah, God has been kind to you. I say, it is true. God has helped me. That same God will help you. Every word that is condemning you that you can never do well, we wipe them away in the name of Jesus. Look, you have to be saying good to yourself. Saying good to yourself, condemning evil that they target at you. Every negative word. What? Tadano. I'm doing well. I'm not going to be poor. These are the world of great people. Great people don't talk small. Raise your hands to heaven. Every negative word spoken by anybody against my life, I condemn it right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, my eye, my life is above negativity. I am doing well. I am doing great. I am moving up. In the name of Jesus. 
I am not priced. I am beware. <laughs> hey, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a great deliverance taking place today. Great deliverance taking place today. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I have so many stories that always make me to laugh. When I was growing up, we have one fine man in our church that uses brand new Peugeot 404 with AC. I don't know whether this generation know what it takes to have Hesar. And that man is given to neatness. The car is always neat. It's white. The seat. If you sit on him, he will stay you. Because in our fellowship, I have the privilege of him carrying me occasionally. And you know when a poor boy enter a big man's car, you sit like, like this. You bend your neck. <laughs> you bend. As if, if you sit too much, it's a problem. And if we look at me, and smile. even when I want to close the car, I don't even, I don't know how to close. I don't, he said, close it well. I said, so I'm going to go, you jab on his Hey! When they see me now, they don't open their eyes. Is this on the boy? That was finding it difficult to enter with your fire over for that time. Somebody said you are careless. Somebody said you are bad. Somebody said you don't look at someone that is going up. All those words, one more could you can't can you? One more second. Can I say? Raise your hands to the top. Say the part of the righteous is like a shining light that is getting better, moving higher every day. That is my part in life. I will never go backward. You know me today, that is not my hand. It doesn't matter what you feel about me. I am moving higher every day. My life is getting better. My life is getting from glory to glory. It's changing me. It's changing me. It's changing me. That is what the rope of righteousness does. It gave you confidence. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I enter his car and he asks me, which university did you feel in the jump? I said, University of Nigeria in Suka. He laughed. He said, what? I said, University of Nigeria in Suka. Where will you get the money? I said, God. God? He laughed again. He said, ah, you will not be able to finish. I said, you will not be able to finish. I said to him in his car, I believe if God wants to send me to school, he will provide the money. I said, whether I go to the university in Odiumu, I go to the University of Nigeria in Suka, what matter is the provision of God? He looked at my audacity. As a young boy, he looked at me and said, What? Which I see. We saw. I finished. I went back for my master's. I did well. They said, Let him be ready. He cannot find a job. Me, I find a job. I didn't stay two months at home. I find a job. I did well. You too, you will do well. 
what people call impossible for you, God will make it possible. It will make it possible. Raise your hands to heaven. What men say it is impossible concerning. Go ahead. I ask for help. Lord, help me. I believe if God wants to bless me, He can bless me in Ushubu. He can bless me anywhere. He can raise my name. I am not disadvantaged. Whatever God wants to do with me, He can do it. Ask Him for help. Ask Him for help. And He's going to help you. Ask Him for help. Ask for help. Lord, help me. Help me too. You have helped so many people. Help me too and bless me. Bless me indeed. Ask him to bless you. You may look as if you have nothing today. But God is taking you somewhere. Help me, Lord Jesus. Ask him for help and he's going to help you. He said, I have not called the house of Israel to seek me in vain. God is going to help you. He's going to help you. God is going to help you. God is going to help you. God is going to help you. Ask him for help. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayer now let's do this put your hand in your head and say father let my thoughts and my meditation be in your word for me and not the problem around me in the name of jesus pray for yourself using your head as a point of contact lord as i think let my meditation be the word of your mouth be the blessing of your word be on your promises fill my life with the thought of your word lord jesus let me enjoy thinking about your word let your word be part and parcel of me not my problem i don't want to be weighed down by my problem i want to think on your word at all time in the mighty name of jesus i want to think on your possibilities I want to think of what your word can do. In the name of Jesus, I will not be thinking about my background. I will be thinking about you and your word. I will not be thinking about my salary. I will be thinking about you and your word. Fill my life with the thought of your word. Let the thought of your word, let it fill my life. Let it fill my thoughts. In the mighty name of Jesus, fill me with the thought of your power. Fill me with the thought of your word. Let the meditation of my heart be about you and you alone. Let me think all the time about your word. Let your word be my heart. Fill me with your word. I want to be richly blessed by the touch of your word, not the philosophy of men. Let your word occupy my thoughts. Let it occupy my heart. Go ahead and pray for yourself. Lord, remove every bad memory from me. Let me think about your word at all time. In the name of Jesus, saturate me with your meditation. In the name of Jesus, saturate me with your thoughts. In the name of Jesus, let your word fill my heart. Fill my heart. And fill my heart. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayer. Open your eyes. To be transformed is to think on what God has said. The word himself will now change you. Not you are trying to change. It does not matter how worst you are. 
what matters is that you are thinking about what God says concerning you. God in his own mercy and power will now change situations around you. If you look at yourself too much in the mirror and you are thinking about yourself in the mirror, about your failure in the mirror, you might be depressed. But think about the word of God in your heart and the blessing of God will come upon you in Jesus' name. Raise your hands to heaven. Lord, as your people are meditating on your word, fill their life with your success. Let your word come to pass in the name of Jesus. If there's anything that you have received in your word and have not been fulfilled, this week, let it turn to a testimony. Let the meditation of their heart become a prayer request from this season in the name of Jesus. As they are thinking about it, be answering them in the areas of their needs in the name of Jesus. Father, let no evil befall them. You said no evil will befall the righteous. This week, it shall be accident free, sickness free, poverty free, lack free. It shall be weak of abundance and fruitfulness in the name of Jesus. Let their life be loaded with your good news. In the name of Jesus. As many people that are praying silently for help, Father, help them. And help them right early. Don't let any of these special people be embarrassed. Don't let them be stranded. Be their provider. Shepherd them in your own way. Let them enjoy your goodness. Let this season be for Abundant Grace Church a season of testimony. Father, we want massive open doors and help from above. Open doors for your children in the name of Jesus. I pray for you this week. It shall be a week of connections. God will connect you to favor. He will connect you to help. He will give you good news. I declare this month as your month of joy. A month of new beginning. A month of leftovers. A month where you are going to have saving. You shall be blessed beyond measure. In the name of Jesus. He said the expectations of the righteous shall not be cut short. The good thing that you are expecting this year. No matter the economy. It shall not be cut short. Your good expectation will come to pass. In the name of Jesus. God will not disappoint you. Men will not disappoint you. Favor will answer to you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Take all the glory. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Let's clap our hands together for Jesus. For what he has done. Hallelujah. Yeah.